What up, everybody, and welcome to Streetwave Podcast. Uh, funny story about this is I met this young man in Chicago. We chopped it up, and now we're back here in Kansas City, which I appreciate your time, man. Um, today, we have Salvarino Alvarez on the show. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, how are you doing, Nate? I'm doing well, Streetwave, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. And, and gals. Yeah, right. All the people. Um, I want to ask you, kind of just start this off with a question of, let's say someone walks up to you and asks you what you do. What would you tell them? in this day and age, what you do? Well, it depends who's asking, but I have kind of defined it down to being a consultant. I do advisement for specific brands, both publicly and privately, which we can kind of dissect a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mentor some people, both creatively and just with some venture capital stuff. Right. Um, I'm a big collector and you know I, I do a lot of buying. Um, and styling so I guess there's a lot of like side ventures that take place within those main pointers but I'm kind of all over the place Um, I've developed a passion for learning so I think once I see the capacity of you know one specific industry and and how I can uh, uh, impact it I try to like go and achieve that and then once I feel like I'm kind of close to getting the goals that I liked, it's not that I'll just totally throw that off the, the drawing board, but I'll go and try to attack something else. Mm. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, we and even myself don't look like a defeat as like an end of something. I go, I can obtain something else better over the horizon. So I like that that tenacity, that that drive for that. Yeah, man. Um, I want to know a little bit more about you, just a little bit background on yourself, maybe where you grew up, um, a little bit in between, and then where you are now, and then we can get fully into the podcast. Yeah, for sure. So something that I've, I've, I'd like to start saying at the beginning of who I am is I'm a follower of Christ. Mm. Um, not the best follower yeah. of Christ, right. but something that I'm avidly uh, trying to continue my walk with Him. And um, I'm, a, I'm a husband, I'm a father. And I'm a creative. I am. I have an entrepreneurial spirit, and I, um, you know, throughout my life, people have said, you know, you have to jump this high before you can succeed. And I'm like, well, tell me exactly how high I have to jump, because I'm going to jump a foot higher than you tell me. Right. And I think that kind of mentality has created kind of the essence of who I am. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a learner by nature. I am a competitor by nature. I really love. Uh, to be ambitious and just go for the platinum, not the gold. It's like, you know, some people are content and just like hitting their mark. I just want to like shoot above and beyond what um, what I feel like is reasonable, you know. I, I, reason to me has never been a really good sounding word, you know. I like to go for the infinite possibility. So that whole ideology has brought me to where, you know, like, I'm obviously a creative and I work in fashion and art and brand development and so forth, but you know, I just got a pilot license. Like, I can literally fly myself in a plane or, you know, passengers. And people are like, what the heck? Where did that come from? But I think that just goes back to the competitive learning nature that I am about and how um, there's never something, in in my own perspective, there's, there's never not something to learn. Um, so yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm, yeah. j- I'm just trying to continuously learn and, and build, you know, and, and develop and, 
and try to trying to honestly the end goal would be to instill that into the youth instill that into my children um you know obviously trying to bring value to to the next generation and create ultimately a legacy yeah. for myself yeah. and my my namesake so so um you're staying style and fashion and all that what what was some of your first pieces or what got you down the lane into style mm. um well my mom always kept me fly you know okay. i was a two and three year old <clears throat> my, most people are a uh, younger demographic might not remember this but there's a brand called oshkosh bagosh and say less. okay say less you know what i'm saying <laughs> This brand was like, I mean, this was supreme for a two-year-old. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, like, sure. they had, like, the whole, yeah. like, mix-matched patchwork, like, the, the bright colors, the denim. I mean, it was fire. And so when I was a little boy, I remember going into Oshkosh Bagosh and, like, getting stuff that I was like, this is rad. And you don't think of thinking of that when you're a child, but I actually did. So not only that, but my mom was a very good sewer, still is to this day. She always helped me alter and, you know, make modifications to pieces and it really just grew very interesting to me um, I've been an athlete all the way through high school and college played some D1 baseball and a little bit of semi-pro ball but I was always into style and just creativity so um, after and during baseball I found kind of like side ventures of styling for this person or going and waiting in line for this product I mean I was collecting baseball cards and TY Beanie Babies as a 12 year old you know and people people think that's crazy but i mean bro like go on ebay right now and tell me what like a princess diana beanie baby selling for you, you want to talk about being an entrepreneur somebody has a beanie baby that's worth fifty thousand dollars that's pretty and i should have kept all mine man. yeah exactly but yeah i mean I, ultimately from my mother and father yeah, yeah. I, they gave me ambition and drive and some creativity yeah. um and then i've just worked to the point where you know, styling for some artists and musicians out of Atlanta. I grew up in Greenville, South Carolina and San Francisco, um, California. Spent a lot of time in Atlanta, Georgia. That's because my father played Major League Baseball for the Braves and the Giants. Um, I've done a lot of traveling and that's just given me a really well-rounded perspective to the point where I can identify with a lot of different groups of people, yeah. which I feel like ultimately gives you a international taste making ability yeah and so. i can relate that 100 percent. my mother made the best halloween costumes for me awesome. all the time and taught me about fashion and like bought me my first like tommy hilfiger jumpsuit when oh I was wow in middle school you know like so for she's taught me that was a big move more. the first time that you wore that in middle school oh I, yeah and my fubu jersey i mean oh on. wow yes i mean that was that was the scene that was you the know? scene right there um so i can definitely understand the the inspiration from that and then the vibe and then even like the learning process that we picked up from our parents um you mentioned about uh being a pilot so i want to talk a little bit about that um, yeah for sure did you just one day think i think i'm gonna fly i think this is what i want to do <laughs> no not at all uh, i have a house in clarinda iowa which when people ask where i live i literally say off the grid because it's more than just off the beaten path. It's not like 20 minutes out of town. It's like an hour and a half away from civilization. But long story short, I see some planes flying at the airport at this house that I have. Um, it's a really nice little private airport. There's some guys in town that are really big in aviation. So long story short, I see some planes flying. I drive down to the field just because, again, I'm a learner. I'm like, this is cool. Like These guys are flying their own little private planes around. This is fun. Little like kind of 
membership group of like p private pilots that are all just having fun together. So I go down there and some mutual friends were like, oh, Seti, good to see you down here. What's up? And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yada, yada. It literally turned into, yo, you should learn from Mitch. He's an instructor. And Mitch Hargan, my instructor, um, is right here. And I'm like, what are you doing tomorrow? And he's like, are you, say, are you saying what I'm thinking you're saying? I'm like, yeah, I'll be down here tomorrow. You want to go like teach me how to fly? So 24 hours later, I'm up in a plane with him, and I'm taking over the controls of an aircraft to the point where like I'm literally flying the instructor around the first day I'm in a plane. So... You know, talk about an adrenaline rush right. and something that just like created a new ambition where you're like, oh my gosh, where can this go? Right. You know, it went from, hey man, I'm going to try to learn how to fly to the next day I'm in a plane. Like, man, I can't wait till I own a private jet. I'm going to be flying all my friends and family everywhere. This is going to be awesome. But that's just Sevy. So yeah, I that's took great. the last year and a half, two years to get all the accreditation I needed to get and certified and... Um, so forth all the vernacular that aviation and the FAA use to the point where uh, yeah I'm a private pilot now and as I've been a private pilot actually legally and certified for the last five months I think but when I got home from my trip uh, this past week in, in Atlanta my real private pilot license showed up and it's now in my wallet so I feel like it's super official I'm I'm a real pilot now Damn. so but yeah it's been great man uh, I've already flown my assistant Trey to Chicago for ComplexCon. When I saw you, I actually flew the plane there and had the co-pilot fly it back to Iowa while we hung out for the weekend and enjoyed ComplexCon. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's been a really awesome experience. No major catastrophes, uh, knock on wood, and, and, th and thank God for that uh, yeah. thus far. Yeah. But, yeah, just going to continue to build and hopefully in the next few years get, like, you know, jet rated and be able to fly a private jet around or something. Sign me up. Who knows? I'll be there. All right, man. Well, let me know. I'm going to put you on the passenger on. list. I'm, I'm, I'm down. All right, cool. Um, with Chicago, ComplexCon, yes, what did you, you think of it overall? You know, there was a lot of pros and cons, in my opinion. Um, complex, ComplexCon, Complex Media, all of it. They're doing a great job in a lot of aspects. 100. The attendance was much less than previous years just because people have seen only Long Beach Complex Con and it's in a much well I, I actually I, let me take that back it is not in a bigger facility it feels bigger because of the space that was used comparison to Long Beach and uh, Chicago but the Chicago um, what, what would it be considered the, the convention center yeah, the convention. is actually from what I've heard one of the largest in the whole world yeah um, which severely outdoes the size of Long Beach, but just the, the, the mere size and attendance and brand participation, it's night and day difference. But the good things were, there were some good collabs. Um, you know, I could go down the list. Uh, I'll mention a few, New York Sunshine, um, Dominic Chambroni, the shoe surgeon. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Eric Emanuel was with New York Sunshine and Reebok. There's Nico from Rocket. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm probably missing out a lot. There's the one downside to uh, ComplexCon was there was a lot of brands that were mentioned that did not partake in ComplexCon, and I think that threw a lot of people off, both attendees and exhibitors. But I think it's something that can be built upon. I think there were an overall 
positive feedback from the crowds. Um, but again, it was nothing comparative to the first two years of Complex Con Long Beach. I mean, you're releasing off-white Nike Virgil shoes. Now Nike's not even a part of it, you know? So again, nothing to be discouraged by. No. I just think that it's kind of comparing apples to oranges. Long Beach's culturally hype environment is much stronger than Chicago's right now. Just in my opinion, based off of per capita, you know, volume. There's 30 million people out in the greater area of, you know, Glendale all the way down to Long Beach, where Chicago has 10 million. So you're looking at a much different numbers. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because like, how many people here from Kansas City told me like, oh man, I'm gonna be at the Chicago one. No one really showed up for it. I don't know what happened. Wow. But like we we in the culture here in Kansas City have been like trying to create something similar to that or like mm -hmm. invite people along for the experience. Yeah, for sure. There's people that will try to be like, all right, this year we're gonna do a complex con ish here in Kansas City. But these are by people that have never been to one before, don't really know the culture in which it could really bring in bring in, you know what I mean? Or even how to create that culture here. It's it has been a challenge, so that's why I'm at them every year, just to see snits and bits of things where I can be like, oh shit, they're not doing it here. Let me apply mm. it here and let me see if it works. And if it doesn't, it's not a big deal. Well you're that's ahead of great. your curve. Yeah. You're ahead of the curve. Well, we, we want, I want to do that. It, for me, Streetwave has been almost at times a, a test to see if things would really stay afloat or not. Let's see if the show really stays 10, 10 episodes into a season and, you know, goes from there. So I need to be around like-minded people as much as I can. For you sure know? you do. So like yeah. fuel, creativeness, whatever you want to put in there to build what we're doing for Streetwave. I mean, it's, it's really helped me. You That's know, great, a man. A lot. Um, you talked about baseball. Yeah. So your dad played for the, the Braves. Yep. How was, how was that like growing up? It was, you know, t to me it was what was natural. But, you know, in hindsight, when you look back, it's like, holy cow, like, what an epic feat my dad accomplished. And the world that it brought me from his accomplishments and the experiences that I was able to partake in was it is unbelievable. I mean, even still to this day, like the benefit and the progress I have, I will definitely claim hard work and, and perseverance and stuff, but my dad had a lot to do with setting me up for success with, you know, the right network and, and helping me understand both athletically, business-wise and personally and family-wise what it meant to be, you know, an authentic gentleman and to, um, you know, be a savvy individual in, in those areas. So in many ways, I'm trying to follow in his footsteps. But yeah, his career, um, he played for the Atlanta Braves and the uh, San Francisco Giants. Like I mentioned um, very briefly, I just came from Atlanta and the Atlanta Braves celebrated the him as well as other past alumni from the Atlanta Braves, from World Series winners to pennant winners to just longtime Atlanta Braves players. So it was a really cool weekend that I got to experience with my father and my family and my children and my, yeah. you know, everybody. Yeah. Even a few friends came. Yeah. I got to have my oldest son, Shepard, and my youngest son, Arnie, both run the bases on the actual field on wow. Sunday. So that's pretty cool. And then, you know, from A to Z, all the festivities and things that we got to take, you know, take part in were just really fun. So it was great. Um, but, yeah, baseball's always been a big part of my family as well as golf um 
And yeah, so yeah, I would I, say I that my dad. I, was, I wish I was better at golf. That's all I'm saying. Really? Well, gonna we're gonna have to go out and, and hit the links every now and then. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a waste of time for me. I'm <laughs> baseball any day. Okay, man, then we'll like, top golf. Yeah, it. You know, top golf, you can get away with being a terrible golfer because there's food and beer behind you, and it's just like, all right, sit on the couch and okay. drink. Right. I'll hit the golf balls, you know. See, and, and that's in Kansas, and like for me, it's like I don't go to Kansas that much. Okay. So I'm, I'm hoping they build one over on this side. Um, I would like to go to that place to get hit some golf balls around, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, baseball was my life, and so I can resonate with that oh, 100%. Cool. Um, I had the absolute pleasure of playing with the La Roaches, yeah. which um, his dad was played for many different yeah. baseball teams and coached many baseball teams, and his son, um, Andy, um, Adam. And Aaron. And, yeah. 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 Adam oh. LaRoche coached me in baseball, bro. Really? Yeah. Adam LaRoche played first base for the Atlanta Braves for a yeah. long time. Yeah. He's a left-handed hitter. Andy, his I got, brother, yeah. I play baseball with. And did one of his brothers played for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It could be Andy. I think it could. I mean, they're all they're all oh, incredible yeah. baseball players. I mean, right. Major League, all yeah. three brothers playing in the Major Leagues at the same time. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty yeah. awesome. But yeah, Adam uh, and my father go way back and... My father went out of town for a speaking engagement way back in my freshman year, sophomore year of high school when I was playing summer ball every year. And Adam and another major leaguer stepped in. At the time, they were in minor league baseball. They stepped in for my father and coached our team. And then it's funny because three years later, I am still pursuing the dream of baseball and I'm watching Adam LaRoche with his brothers play in major league baseball on TV. I'm like, that guy coached my summer baseball team. Like, holy cow. So it was pretty cool. Wow. That's, that's yeah. crazy. You know yeah. the LaRoches. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would catch in because I'd be a freshman. They were junior and seniors. And I remember icing my hands at night from just catching <laughs> From in. catching her baseball. <laughs> just playing so catch is like causing so blood blisters every time. That's awesome. Man, but they just look like they're tossing it in, but sometimes they'd fire those things in, bro, and I would be, my hand would be aching with that. Yeah, shit, you know, it's, so. it, I've always actually um, felt the same way. Whenever I've caught a Major League Baseball just throwing, they could just, like, toss the ball to you, and it hits your glove with, like, so much force that you're, like, you don't want to say anything, but subconsciously you're thinking, like, dude, that guy just tossed the baseball, and, like, my hand's bleeding inside right now. And, like, and you know, you, like, toss it back to him and act like nothing's wrong, but you're like, please, God, do not throw the ball that hard again. So, yeah, I, I, 100%. I resonate me, with it that. It takes me to, like, Mighty Ducks 2, or 3. Is it 3 when that guy catches it, and he's like, oh. Yes. He's like, I just watched the yeah. Mighty Ducks again, so, like, you've just got to sometimes It's fresh on your mind. Those a little bit. Same with Jurassic Park, 1 through 3 or 5 or whatever. Like, just trying to keep it just... I don't know. It's yeah, it's nostalgic for me. Other than your father being a huge inspiration, which I, I feel and see that for sure. What else is some inspirations for you right now in your mm. craft? Definitely my wife and, and boys. Yeah. Huge inspirations. I mean, I am so blessed to have my wife Cynthia and my my boys Shepard and Arnie in my life. Um, I have a lot of great uh, friends and accountability people in my life you know <clears throat> I think young creatives are very inspiring to me I have my assistant Trey Matthews who is an inspiration Samuel Schwartz who is one of the kids that I mentor who's a creative designer um, out of Texas uh, is a huge inspiration um, and I think you know being that I, I said you know and I am a follower of Christ I feel like there's so much good energy out here that gets lost in the muck and the noise, that white noise that, you know, media, for instance, you know, I'll go on a little tangent, but like 
you don't turn on the TV and hear media talking about positive issues. It's usually always negative stuff. So you get lost in this like facade that like the world's corrupt and you know the majority of people are thieves and when you really go out and don't listen to the crap you hear and you like learn or go read a book or go experience it for yourself you really start to see that wow like there's a deep positive energy in humanity and I think that is the overall inspiration that I have is that I'm not going to allow negativity to overtake what I know God and human minds are collectively doing in the creative world, both, you know, musically and, and design, architectural, fashion, um, high in, you know, couture to streetwear. I think that there is a lot to be accomplished and um, I just want to see everybody go out and be the best creative or entrepreneur or teacher or whatever it is, learner that you can be. Um, and so kind of that's what, yeah, keeps me driven right now. Yeah. And it's crazy because I was going to ask you for some advice to apply to the creatives. Is there anything else that maybe you would, you would lean in them on? You know, for, for time's sake, I would say that the top things that come to my mind, because I could, I could go on a 30-minute rant about uh, advice that I feel like is, is very important for them to hear, but be yourself, again, Listen to your heart and, and not to what you see on TV, you know. All the people that we quote-unquote idolize and celebrate, they've really come into their own by just being themselves. And I'm not saying that there's certain personalities that don't put on and act or whatever, but there's a lot of people that I look at that are, you know, very, very successful, and they've never tried to adhere to what the public was saying and that's made them who they are there's a lot of people that adhere to the public opinion and they get lost in public opinion so stay true to yourself and your values no matter where you came from be open-minded to change and innovation and um, if you want something done do it yourself if you want something done right or well do it yourself stop acting other other people to do things for you you can always be assisted by people, um, but make your own. It's like basically that. like the, the, yeah. the phrase that, or the coin, you know, that's the phrase that I would coin is make your own. Yeah. Like, um, and then the last thing I would say, and most importantly, would be get out of your own perspective sometimes and look at things from a 30,000 foot level. Because in my own career, I found that through my own uh, ambitions to be a designer and, you know, be the next Kim Jones or Alexander McQueen and all the guys that I have idolized and looked up to as far as just fashion icons and creative icons, I think um, it's really about, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. I think no, instead of... Um, I think that the sorry, I just totally went blank. Um, You're right. No worries. Don't worry about it. We'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, no, that's all good. It was actually the last thing I was going to say as advice was 
Yeah, it was work hard, and then it was... Oh, yeah. Sorry. The, la the, the last thing that I would say about advice, which really, really resonates with me a lot right now, is something that I've personally gone through. So, I was creating my own line. It was called Nissan Noble, which means a noble workshop in, in French. Um, it was about Sevi. Everything I did was about my design, my name, making Sevi's name great. And, you know, this has a lot of biblical reference and tie to it, but, it, but keeping it strictly like street. Find ways to bring other people value, and the way that the universe works naturally is that by bringing other people value, you actually increase your value. So when you don't focus on yourself, the residual karma and the reciprocity that the universe gives to you, or in my you know, opinion, it's God, equal parts, universe, God, whatever it is, it will come and, and bless you tenfold comparative to you just consistently trying to make yourself yeah. Yeah. above the curve. So, yeah. I see it like selfish to selfless. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Project Blitz, the company that I'm basically the head op, no, I wouldn't say the head operator, but the head creative, I'm the head brand development guy for, is owned by my, one of my best friends and brothers from another mother, Andre Lustina. It's his company. It's his vision. Um, it's a great vision. It's an amazing company. Uh, you know, we do stuff that people dream to do, and I'm lucky to be a part of it. But instead of it being my baby, I try to see how much value I can bring to Dre's vision. And in that, I've found a lot of delight. So I'm currently working on trying to, like I said, build, mentor, and instill greatness into other people. And um, it's, it's been very beneficial to me personally. And, and I think that's why we vibe so hard is that like, I can see your leadership quality in you and oh, wow. Thanks, the way man. you uh, shepherd. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what I do with the group and with the community that I've been so immersed in here in Kansas City is like, I'm now not just a follower. I've had to get out of that rut and to become a leader and then to, to find my lane and be the lane and be the leader that my group needs, my, my, I wouldn't say people, but like my team needs, you know, whether it's simple questions, dumb questions, whatever, you know, I, I want to be there for my team and, mm. I, and I can see that. In Fire, I, I appreciate so, you saying that, man. Yeah, That's man, dope. Definitely, definitely. What, what's next for you for the fall or man. after August, I guess? So there's, there's typically always a lot going on. Um, the last few months, uh, it's picked up tremendously in a great way. So I'm currently trying to balance out my schedule, but you know, the rest of this year, as far as culturally significant events, there's uh, Complex Con Long Beach. Um, even more importantly, I will toot my own horn, our Project Blitz's horn, and say that we are opening up a storefront, an actual physical brick and mortar location on La Brea, right next to Undefeated, right next to OVO. It's going to be awesome. We had Joshua Vides, the artist, paint the inside of the building. We've, we, we have recreated Dre's starting point for all of his collecting, which was his old house and his dad and mom and his garage. So um, with the help of Joshua Vides and a couple creatives, 
we've collectively come together with Dre's vision and built this storefront, which will uh, hopefully be opening in October at some point this year. Uh, we're going to have a killer party. Um, but Art Basel in Miami's coming up. I have some uh, business that I'm doing down there. We're going to be out there too. Okay. Well, yeah. then we'll have to meet. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, there's a lot of other things. Fashion Week, Women's Fashion Week's coming up literally in a couple of weeks. I probably will right. not go to Paris. Yeah. It's just been a really fast-paced last couple of months, and I just don't think that it's good for me to get, get away from the family for that long uh, with such short notice. But a lot of other projects, man. Blitz is really ramping up um, the marketability that we have, and we just have some really cool stuff that we've never unveiled to the world, so I'm excited about that. Personally... I have a few things in the fryer that I'm going to hold off talking about right now, but I can assure you that there's some big things on the horizon as far as consulting-wise for me, yeah. um, and I'm just going to try to keep building my brand portfolio partnerships and uh, hopefully continue to bring value to the uh, projects and stuff that we all have going on. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Man, that sounds good. Um, where can we check you out on Instagram just to support you? Or uh, Yeah, so... My personal account is Severino Truly. Um, truly is spelled incorrectly, so T-R-U-E-L-Y. But if you just type in Severino Alvarez, uh, you'll find me, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Project Blitz is another account, obviously, that I run and help manage. Um, and that is our streetwear account. And then there's a couple other accounts that I have partnered with recently. Um, and we'll be up to date on those as soon as I can actually publicly announced that but as of right now uh yeah my personal is severino truly and then project blitz those are the two that you can see what we have going on Dope. pretty and often the project blitz at complex con they had the holographic jordans um so in in chicago yeah no no no, no, no. no who uh holographic jordans that's a good question no i wonder who that was was it was it like this no no was it dan life are you, no, are you talking about the guy that made, like, the, the, the art Jordans? No. Okay. Um, they kind of have, like, the court. They had like, a court cut out on the ground. Oh. Um, or was that Reebok? No. no. Court cut out. I don't know. They were by the ComplexCon gift shop. They were, like, just a... Uh, oh, was that Zen? Is it Zen? Zen. Oh. Okay, so... My fault. No, you're fine. Yeah. So, Zen actually... I'm not... Totally familiar with all they do, but I feel like they had a big backing. They came in and they started buying up really exclusive products and doing raffles and doing exclusive releases to kind of build them up as a marketplace. To now, I think at Chicago, they partnered with them as a title sponsor. Um, Project Blitz did not have a booth at Complex Con Chicago, um, and we we've had a booth. The first two years of uh, ComplexCon Long Beach, we did our own booth with Jason. Well, not our booth. We did it with Jason Mark, uh, the shoe cleaner, the first time. And the second, this uh, 2000 and, you know, it's crazy. This is how crazy our schedules are. Was 2016 or 17 the first ComplexCon in Long Beach? Because I don't even remember. That's a good question. But I know the second one we did, which, um, yeah, perfect. So it wasn't this past one because Diamond did their own. Um, and I really do hope Nick Tertiae and his team would agree with me. But the second one that we did was a half pipe that was rendered out of acrylic and skatable. I mean, literally, like Paul Rodriguez and like 
other very well-known skaters came out and skated it. Didn't did did Costin come out? It was it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but we did that with Diamond Supply, and the year after, oh wow, Diamond Supply gets another uh, SB. I will toot Dre Lucina, my business partner's horn, and say I I strongly feel that he had a lot to do with bringing hype back to Diamond, so Nick could get a, another shoe done, because obviously we all know that the Tiffany Dunk was a huge monumental release back in the day for skateboarding and yeah. Nike alike. So to have that reinsurgence and Nike do the Canary Dunk as well as the other two that were kind of embossed uh, alligator print with the Velcro Nike, it was just cool. I mean, great job to the design yeah. team. I'm not taking anything away from Diamond, Nick, and yeah. his, his team of designers. They did a fantastic job. I just like to toot Dre's horn and Blitz because, you know, we are a shoe mecca and we have most the most exclusive shoes in the world. So. Um, we carry weight, and I think we did a great job of kind of growing that hype back to where Nike was like, dang, we should do a shoe with uh, Diamond Supply again. And we all know how that release went, don't we? <laughs> so, yeah. What were those shoes selling for, like 16, 17 out the door? <sighs> probably. Those yellows? Yeah, yeah, the Canary, canary Yellows. <sighs> even more. Yeah, even more. Even more, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, I think there were some celebrities that came into our warehouse, um... And, uh, you know, got some for upwards of over $3,000. So, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, here we go. We just pulled it up on the internet. The internet says Good they're selling stock, for $2,400 still. I mean, bro, you got size 7s up here for 6000 So, yeah. Great shoe. $6,000. I don't know if any shoe is worth that. But right. as long as they're right. worth that, we'll keep running it. So, yeah. Well, man, thank you for your time. Yeah, man. Uh, anything else you want to say to the listeners? No, thank you for you, uh, yeah, for you, man, yeah, man. and for Street Wave. And I'm glad we met up in Chicago. I'm excited to see what the future holds for us. Yeah, all. you as well. Um, and yeah. for sure, uh, Street Wave. Stay tuned for, you know, Severino Truly and my and, and what Blitz and and you know the family and friends and Nate and all of us yeah. have going on. It's going to be a really good fall yeah. winter 2019 and, yeah. and new season in 2020. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it definitely, all. Definitely. Cool. All right, man. This is Nate with Street Wave, and we out.